0: I want happy music. And this was like, I cut my life into pieces.
1: How dare <laughs> this you?
0: This is my last resort. Something Suffocation.
1: <laughs> get no breathing. Don't give a fuck if I cut, cut my myself arm. sleeping.
0: Bleeding.
1: <laughs> That's not what it was. I don't know
0: what the words are. <laughs> Wow, we're gonna get copyright because that was so good. <laughs> and welcome, welcome back to here to, to Be Straight. Today. I'm Alex. And
1: you. I am John. And we're your gracious, gracious host. Woo woo! More passion, more energy, more passion, more energy.
0: I don't think that that's energy, how energy, the song energy. goes. I don't know. I that's... feel like it's a different cadence. Like more, more
1: passion, more energy, more passion. It's a TikTok sound. If you don't know, <laughs> I'm hip.
0: I'm just looking at you, and I know that you asked me earlier if your outfit matched, but now that I'm looking at it, I don't think that it does.
1: Blue and blue.
0: I know, but that there's none of the light blue in your shirt. Right
1: here, that's bl- that's light blue right there. That's no. light blue right there.
0: That's white. It doesn't match. That's, that's not
1: white. That's teal.
0: I mean, I guess it could match. It's like just a different hue.
1: I want to wear bright colors, so I just feel. You like know a what would look person. good with this would be like Khaki orange shorts.
0: shorts or like that pinkish red.
1: For guys, I just feel like white, black, and I feel like brown's a good color too, though. Like a, like a brown khaki. Like a neutrals. Brown. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, everyone looks good at neutrals.
1: It's just easier to match those colors. Right. Besides that, I'm, I need help. Do you think you're colorblind? You are colorblind, if anyone... I pointed to the teal and you're like, that's white.
0: No, no, no. The, the white around the leaf. No,
1: I don't... I mean, I wouldn't know. If, how would I know if I'm colorblind? I think like
0: most... Like, m- more men are colorblind. I don't know. I guess you would know. All right, I guess, fun
1: fact, Alex. Well,
0: you found out that you were dyslexic at some point. I, I guess didn't you would find...
1: find out. It was.
0: Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't know.
0: Well, someone informed you. They were like, that's not how you write your name.
1: <laughs> did I talk
0: about that on here? I don't know. Probably. If at anyone some wants point. to know
1: how we found out I was dyslexic, was one day I came home from school and I was like, Dad, Dad, because he told me a story. I was like, Look, I wrote my name and I showed in the paper and my name's Jonathan. And literally every letter was like, the J was turned the other way. It was like a mirrored image. It was crazy. And he's like, oh yeah, we got a problem. <laughs> we so, got a problem. So he, yeah. So I got into special classes for that.
0: And here and we today. look at are me today. now. So proud of you.
1: If I can be successful, so can you.
0: <laughs> so how was your week? What'd you do?
1: It's good. Uh, we, I, we still
0: have a mouse.
1: We still have a mouse. I like how you asked me. and then <laughs> Do you want to answer Someone's for me? Someone's going to say
0: that. They're going to be like, let him talk, Alex. I get
1: it. I get it. You're annoying.
0: <laughs> okay. Do you know how many times that you interrupt me? It's really like 50-50. Never.
1: I never interrupt you. I have nothing to interrupt you with. Anyways, my week was good. I had, we did a little boys weekend. Not really. One day. Yeah. That was plenty for me. My social meter. It was I was good for like five hours and then I was like, Okay, time to go home.
0: Back home.
1: I <sighs> just I can't hang anymore.
0: Well, you have an actual boys week- weekend coming up.
1: In October, yeah.
0: Right. So like this was just like a day in kind of
1: Houston. I never um, been.
0: But yeah, we still do have a mouse since I know that you're not going to ask me how my weekend was. I'm not
1: done yet. I had the boys weekend and we had dinner with some friends. I feel like I was very social this week. That's good. And then, uh, yeah, I know we had a mouse and we still have the mouse. I'm the one talking to the exterminator. You're not. Obviously, he came today for five minutes and did nothing about it. He's like, oh, the mouse didn't eat the poison. Oh, the mouse didn't go in the trap. We even bought traps. He didn't go in those traps. So now he's got to come back in a week because he's got to go buy special traps for the mouse. So. We're going to live with him for another couple days.
0: Do you think he's like too big to fit in the traps? Like maybe we need no. rat traps. He was big when I saw I'm him. put a rat
1: trap between, between your, your legs. legs. No, I... he's he could tell by the poop. He's like Yeah, he's that's mouse poop. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, he knew it was mouse poop. He didn't, also, he didn't put it in his mouth. Also, you're like,
0: "Oh, I'm speaking to the exterminator." It's because you wanted me in the room with Kobe. I was getting ra- It's not like you're doing this like valiant <laughs> it, like Gesture. You weren't there the
1: first time he came.
0: Yeah, I was. He was spraying around. I was working. He was spraying around. You left. I was downstairs while he was spraying the whole house.
1: I don't know about mm-hmm. that. You were there. Okay. You were yeah, there. Yeah, I was But you there. didn't talk to him.
0: Because what am I going to say? There was a He's mouse? He's a cool guy.
1: I feel like I could be his friend. Like, like don't
0: hurt him. Cooler, Let him out safely. Cooler,
1: older guy. You know how sometimes you're around people and feel the vibe. I'm like, is this somebody I can cuss in front of? And then when you do the little, like, you could cuss... And then you vibe, you, there's like a vibing moment where you're like, okay, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool, guys. <laughs> and
0: you feel like that with the exterminator. I was like,
1: I was like, yeah, that little bastard. I couldn't get him. He's like, yeah, that little bastard. <laughs> and <laughs> then like we were like, breaks, yeah. Breaks
0: down this wall, like this comfortability yeah. wall. Yeah.
1: I had a similar relationship with the uh, Hornet guy like a couple of years ago at my parents' house. I was like, there's some cool, cool cats out cool there. Cool
0: exterminators <laughs> out there. Just killing things. <laughs>
1: Okay, how was your week?
0: I spent- Is that how
1: bad I need
0: friends? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you know who I can hang out with?
1: I'm just gonna have a whole clan of like exterminators. I'm
0: proud of you though. That's how you do meet friends. Like you just it's about like connecting, you know? I feel like that's Again, where people might feel, or or not, they might hate us, but more connected to us from our podcast, like, once they hear us, like, cuss. Or I also say curse. Where did cuss come from? Like, why do people say the word cuss? I think that's a Southern thing.
1: You're going to ask me? Yeah. What did I say in the car the other day, and you were like, that's not a phrase.
0: John, you just have the most bizarre phrases. What did I
1: say? Dip, oh. your, dip your beak in it. Yeah, because, like... That's a term.
0: No, John. If you're like trying something new, you dip your toe into something. You dip like, your
1: beak in it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can't wait for people. Same as bird dog or quail. People actually said that's a phrase no, in the South.
0: It's like kill two bird birds with one stone. Like, I don't, I don't know. What I'm the, not going to. No.
1: Bird dog. Like, I'm not looking up right like, now. stealing dip something from you. Dip your beak
0: in it saying. Dip, dip
1: your beak in it. Bet you I'm right.
0: No, it's not. This isn't. It, it has something to do with like getting a, an actual drink. So, like, you're just, it's, a, maybe, it's an, not, maybe
1: an urban dictionary.
0: Uh, urban dictionary, that's what it says. That's what you're it using. Says, to drink an alcoholic beverage,
1: dip your beak in it. I think there's more than one term <laughs> no, phrase. It's not it's how more it's more one of like, your toe definition. No,
0: you just come up with, you make up your own analogies or there's, whatever. They sayings. sound right,
1: though. And I say it like so confidently. That's, that's what that. it is.
0: Yeah. You just, but like, you, you would say something like,
1: I exude yeah, confidence. Yeah, that's like why the
0: lions are in the sky. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah, Alex. The crows eat the poop. Like that's like you just make shit up.
1: I I honestly still think it's a term, but whatever.
0: You belong in the south because I feel like they just come up with
1: whatever. Anyways, what else also, what else is going on?
0: I watched Pride and Prejudice for the first time ever.
1: we're gonna we're gonna go past right that why not we're gonna go right past that (laughs) because that's i don't even want to talk about it It just sounds like something i don't want to talk about well
0: i just feel like i've seen a ton of (laughs) there's a lot of movies out there that are like well known that i just haven't watched like
1: when was that movie made
0: the early 2000s i think Mm. but there were so many people in it did you know that beth from yellowstone is in it and she's actually english she's a
1: badass i did not know she was actually english yeah talent
0: talent all these people in that show, also someone from what's that other show? Succession. Yeah. Everyone is not from the states, and I'm like, they have the best accents. Do you think that you could be like in an English movie with an English accent? Let me hear it.
1: Hello, Gavinah.
0: No, <laughs> you're
1: cut. Tea and crumpets. You're cut.
0: What do you mean, cut? You do it. You're cut.
1: You say something.
0: What do you want me to say? Give me a sentence. Uh, I'm nervous.
1: Today, I went into the ballroom and I had some tea.
0: Today, I went into the ballroom and I had some tea. How I, was that, John? That you was go. actually really good. <laughs> today, <laughs> Today I went into
1: the ballroom and had tea. Cranky.
0: That's Australian.
1: All right. Anything else? We're all over the place. Yeah. I had no other
0: updates other than one more
1: month till we get in our house.
0: My parents are coming to visit. Um, That'll be fun. But otherwise, just, yeah, excited to get into our house. Now, like, now I feel like we're starting to see updates, you know, like the walls are up. I'm getting excited. They're starting tiling. And that's like, now we get to see all the fun stuff. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Can't
1: wait to get into our own home. But before you get into the questions, guys, we love the reviews. Give us the reviews. All five stars. I need them. I want them. I want to read them. I actually read them all.
0: And this week's episode is sponsored by Daily Harvest. Hungry but can't decide what to eat? Daily Harvest has got your back. They keep my stomach and my freezer full with a smorgasbord of options. We're talking fruit and veggie-packed smoothies, comforting soups, hearty harvest bowls, and even flatbreads for those snack attacks. They've got options for every time of day, like Forager bowls and bites that'll make your taste buds dance. Say goodbye to the meal planning headache. Daily Harvest has so many easy to prep options that you won't even have to think about what to cook next. No more shopping, chopping, or post-cooking cleanup. Just delicious, ready-to-go meals whenever you need them. Keep yourself and your freezer full with these hassle-free delights from Daily Harvest. Head to dailyharvest.com slash straight to scoop up $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash straight. Score big on savings and big on flavor today.
1: And this week's podcast is also sponsored by Babbel. Want to know the secret to speaking a new language this fall? It's as easy as pie with Babbel. Babbel's got conversation-based learning that's backed by science. That's right, science. Space repetition and interactive lessons created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers. It's like having a language wizard in your pocket. Babbel's helping millions of people confidently chat away in new languages. So if you're tired of sounding like a mime in a foreign country, this is your solution. For our awesome listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Get a jaw-dropping 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only at babbel.com slash straight. Yep, that's dot com slash straight. Grab that 55% discount at babbel.com slash straight and start speaking like a pro today. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Shall we jump into questions? Yes, we shall. <laughs> okay, just making sure that you're paying attention. My boyfriend and I are both very social people who love to host get togethers with our friends at each of our homes. If friends ask, what should I bring? We typically tell them nothing is required, but anything they would specifically like to drink and or side dish or dessert is always welcome and appreciated. Recently, another couple that we are friends with has started hosting some parties of their own. We would be totally on board with this, except that our friends are charging admission to get into their parties. Earlier in the summer, they hosted a crab boil and charged $40 per person and asked friends to bring drinks on top of that. Now they are planning a hot wing competition and are planning to charge admission again. Are we the assholes for thinking that charging admission to your party is outrageous? Oh my god,
1: are we in college? Are we paying like $5 for a red cup or something? Okay.
0: The only, the only thing that I could see where you would maybe charge per plate is if you guys had like a personal chef come in and it was a whole experience and it was like expensive where they cover drinks, food, appetizers, dessert, but to expect people to bring things and then help pay for things. Like when you're hosting, you have, that is your responsibility of hosting.
1: That's us. I feel like everyone's different. And I, I wonder if, like, north is different than the south, east is different than the west, how it works, because I've seen both.
0: Like, culturally, you like, think it's I just don't, different.
1: Exactly. I don't know. I know, personally, like, when we host, I don't fucking ask anyone to bring anything. I don't charge anyone. Like, we're the ones hosting because we want to host something. Right. Then you put people in a weird position. Like, from me, I think that's embarrassing. Like, I wouldn't want to fucking do that. Come to my party, but also make sure you bring a dish, and I also need $50. Like, fuck you. I'll just go to dinner.
0: I mean, I think, too, like, there's an etiquette around hosting. Like, you provide the main meal. Like, you—and then if people— Want to bring side dishes? Sure. I think you almost expect them to, but like you would hope that they do. I'm telling you right
1: now, I don't expect anyone to bring anything because no one has any fucking etiquette anymore. <laughs> the amount of times we've had parties or invite people over and they don't bring anything. it's, but like, it's fine. I don't expect like, it, but it's just like, Oh my God, common fucking courtesy.
0: Well, like at least bring a fucking beverage. Or
1: bring it and fucking leave it. I don't even want it. I don't even care. You could bring soda. I won't drink it, but don't bring it and then take it back home with you.
0: I think that used to be more of a thing. I don't think that's a thing really anymore. Also You'd coming from the person, I'm just thinking, but that's also because Neal's packed it up to make it so that, cause she didn't want it. We brought over so many snacks to their house yesterday and then she packed up the bag back of our snacks. It was like, take these back we don't want them but we left all the dessert because i i was like i don't want this I dessert i just think that like it de- it depends i do think every that there scenario
1: is-, is different but i just think the main part is if you're gonna host something do it because you want to do it right i just think at a point like you're asking too much or you're You're just like putting people in a position like don't even host
0: Or like if it's a group dynamic and everyone's like we should get lobsters or do this expensive thing and everyone's like oh cool well what can we bring? How can we contribute? But like I think to bring it on yourself and be like we're gonna host a crab broil, everyone has to pay $40 $40 to come right okay
1: at that point I'd be like if you're gonna do that I'd be like, let's just mm. rent out a banquet hall right or do something and we'll all just pitch in to have this kind of experience instead of all of us doing this just to come to your fucking house so you can host it that oh that's so annoying that's annoying I wouldn't come fuck God, I
0: wouldn't I come know. I don't think that you're the asshole but I just think that there is different etiquette everyone has like different standards and you're ask, that person's about,
1: asking too much yeah next question man that bothers that annoys me
0: my husband and I married in and attend a Christian church in the city where we live. My parents, who are hardcore Catholics, are wanting us to baptize our baby girl in their Catholic church. They are dropping hints that only their baptized grandkids will get help with college, etc. I honestly don't care and would be down to dunk my kid in the water to go through the motions. My husband, on the other hand, is a hardcore Christian from a long lineage of Christian pastors, and he might not be down. But I feel like since my parents live in another city, it's not like the obligation would extend past the baptism day. Am I naive to think this is not a slippery slope and will not cause problems in my in my marriage and in my relationship with my parents?
1: <laughs> I mean, you do what you got to do. They're going to pay. What does that mean? They're going to pay for the kids' tuition. I will lube myself up. Whatever I have to do to get that money.
0: I think you have to have a conversation <laughs> with your husband about share. it. But also, like, I mean,
1: listen. Religion, religion is important. Everyone's right. Like feelings on that's different.
0: I say double dip that baby. You know, <laughs> baptize them as a Catholic. They could decide to get baptized as a Christian. I was technically double dipped, and now I don't even go to church. So like, here we, we are. We came from
1: <laughs> Roman Catholic.
0: Right. You know upbringings. F- upbringings. And then I became a Christian, got baptized as a Christian, and look at me now. I'm a fucking hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, listen. I think that you have to have a conversation with your husband because this is both of you are this is your baby.
1: We should probably say, now we're gonna give real advice. <laughs> now we'll give real like, advice. Anyone <laughs> yeah. Freaking out on us. We're just joking around. Okay.
0: I think that you and your husband have to. Come to terms with what you're comfortable with. I don't think that you should baptize your baby just because your parents want to, and I think that they're gonna love your grand, your their grandkid equally the same. What are they gonna say? Like,
1: I think I don't care about anyone's opinion, but my partner
0: exactly. Like
1: your parents to put you in that position, that's pretty fucked up. I think they, they should love the kid and assist everyone equally. Whoever, if they have other grandchildren or whatever, but I think you talk to your partner first and if like, if he's cool with it, yeah, I think you guys just suck it up and do it. If he's not cool with it, like I wouldn't, cause religion is huge. Yeah. Like I wouldn't like go right. against him on that.
0: Right, but I would just see what his take is on it, you know, cause I don't think it should ru- ruin a relationship anywhere. Like again, it's your kid, you guys have to do what feels best for Grandpa, you. Pe-
1: people putting in, all- I mean, again, it's their money, so whatever. But okay, don't but even like, say it. Then don't your even kid f- might
0: not even go to college. You're like starving. they might choose a profession that they don't have. You know what I mean? Like that's so down the line. And are they really going to think eighteen years back and be like, "Well, wasn't baptized in a mm. in a Catholic church?" Like, are they for real? Not going to treat that kid equal?
1: I guess not. I mean, again, religion is really important to people, and that they like believe in certain such things. A
0: whole other laundry list of problems. The
1: main thing, though, I think, is if the par- the grandparents were going to give an ultimatum they shouldn't even have brought it up then. Cause I think that's kind of unfair to even suggest that. So
0: talk to your husband. Yeah. See what he thinks. But you know what? Again, if
1: you're asking us what we would do, that baby would have been baptized <laughs> 10 times. <if> could. <laughs>
0: Next question. My wife and I have been married for almost six years now. We have a one-year-old and are wanting more kids. I love her and would do anything for her, but I've been hiding that I am bisexual for a few years now. I've been wanting to tell her, but I am scared of how she will react. I don't want anything to change between us, but I feel like the secret has been eating me alive. I never really came to terms with my sexuality until a couple years into our marriage. I'm attracted to both men and women. What should I do?
1: Just because you're attracted to both doesn't mean you have to act on it. You know, you love, you're saying you love your wife and you do anything for her. You can have the conversation with her and maybe she's open to the idea to let you explore. Maybe she's not like, I don't know. Like, but are you going to want to take that risk? But the main thing it comes down to is like, what does that mean? Like it's eating you alive. Like, are you going to be relieved if you tell her or is this more like, are you hoping you tell her and she's like open to you exploring because then you're kind of looking at it a way of like, maybe I can, uh, hook up with other people. And then that way I'm like, you're still a fucked up person.
0: Yeah. Because I think that you can still be attracted to the same sex, the opposite sex, whatever, but it's about being loyal to your partner. So it's like, What are you looking for? I do feel like you should still be honest with your wife and tell her how you feel. But with that said, like, what are your intentions there to to what you said? Is it because you want to explore a relationship with a man or your sexuality with a man? Because that would that would impact your dynamic now with your wife. Like that's opening up your relationship. And so I think being honest about how you feel. But I think you also have to ask yourself, what do I want out of this? Right. Because if it's to hook up with someone else, that's just again another topic of conversation you to be had.
1: Sit on that and think about it because you can, you know, really ruin a relationship if it's
0: But I but I think that you owe it to yourself and to her to be honest about how you feel like I would want to know and I feel like you would want to know but I think again it's like okay that's great like you know that I'm heterosexual does that mean like I just because I'm still attracted to men want to go for another
1: man okay yeah that makes sense right that's what I'm saying just take a step back and really think about it first because that's how you would steer that conversation because you're gonna have to so
0: right yeah just figure out like where do you want this to end Mm. but honesty is the best policy otherwise you're gonna end up resentful and you're gonna i don't know years down the road feel like you should have come clean with how you really feel to be your true self
1: yeah good luck
0: next question I'm in the military and I love it. And I also really love my girlfriend. I've fallen in love with the missions and the purpose of the military. The best part of my day is getting to tell her about it and hearing about her day. However, we kind of suck at distance. Some kind of argument always comes up. I'm at the point where I could stay in or get out in a year and I don't know what to do. I feel like it's her or the military. I'm struggling between what I love and who I love.
1: That is a personal choice that you're going to have to make. I mean... I can't help you with that. That's a hard question.
0: There's movies about this called
1: <gasps> Dear John. You're fork at the road. What are you going to do?
0: I wonder, I don't remember what happens in the movie with Dear John with Channing Tatum and Amanda Seyfried. Have you ever seen it?
1: Yeah, someone it's dies. So so they good. write a fucking letter or something.
0: I don't think anyone dies. Well, her. Didn't we do
1: a TikTok
0: on this? Yeah. And I was like... Dear John. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately... Yeah, this is just more of a oh, fuck. I it's don't a, know. It's, it's a personal
1: that you're gonna have to figure out. It's like we can go down the road of well, what about her? Like she knows, like you have career ambition for the military. Like she should care about what your desires are as well.
0: It's just, it's tough because it's like a double edged sword. But at the same time, like how long have you guys been together? Do you see a future with this person? Because I could see both sides where. You at some point want to take priority, but you guys have to work together as a team, you know, to support one another's goals. Cause like, if you gave me an ultimatum between choosing, pursuing my career and something that I loved or choosing you, it's a rock and a hard place. I'd be like, dude, why would you like, this is.
1: Yeah. But like what he's like, okay with, like, he's probably comfortable with the current situation. She is not. So that's the issue. I mean, it's just like personal preference for her too. Like I understand where she's coming from. I mean, he's away a lot of the time. Like that's tough. I get that.
0: I don't think that either of you should have to compromise what you want in a relationship in order to make this work. If you feel like it's not working, like, of course you love each other, but I think again, we, we always go back to resent. And I feel like if you end up quitting your career, you could end up resenting her for making you stop doing what you love and vice versa. If you continue working, she might end up resenting you. So I don't know. I think it's just a matter of- What do you see
1: more of a future with her or the mission?
0: I think you guys just have to, if you can't find compromise, you have to have that tough, like come to Jesus moment. Next question. Okay. So long story short, my boyfriend's brother, let's call him Ben, punched his ex-girlfriend, let's call her Jenny, in front of my man and I in January. Jenny and I continued to be friends after the incident, and I supported her as much as I could regards to legal action. Ben has taken a heavy toll on my relationship because my boyfriend is going to take his brother's side no matter what, and I feel sort of betrayed. My boyfriend went as far as saying he never saw anything to cover for Ben when questioned by police. He even dismisses my testimony and trauma by turning a blind eye on me. We have conversations about this, but it always turns into a bad argument. I also can't have an opinion about Ben's actions or persona because it really sets my boyfriend off. Ben has talked bad about me to my boyfriend because I testified against him. And my boyfriend doesn't even defend me. Am I the asshole for not letting this go? I'm tired of this.
1: That is fucking crazy. He punched his girlfriend in the face and his brother saw it. And he's just like, "Uh, I didn't see shit.
0: Yes. What the fuck? What the
1: fuck is wrong with people? Seriously? Like morally, he has an obligation to fucking one, say something and not defend his brother for doing something that's completely wrong. That is wild.
0: I'm just going to say what we say every single episode. Just break up with your boyfriend and get out of that family. <laughs> the fact that your boyfriend is defending his brother for this type of behavior would have me questioning that relationship.
1: The boyfriend is probably thinking, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm defending my brother. I'm like your brother just like did domestic violence against a woman. Like that's fucking crazy.
0: Cuz it's like one of those things too that you could think about and you're like, "Oh my god, like if I like who who would help me hide a body? Would it be my brother, my best friend, blah blah blah." But it's like, "Okay, what is the purpose of having a body to hide? What is the purpose of punching someone in the fucking face?" Like
1: I would just I would slap the fuck out of that dude. Anyways.
0: Well, then you would well, I guess man to man. Sure. Physical, physical violence is never the answer, ever.
1: Sometimes violence calls for more violence, though.
0: Well, yeah, if you're defending yourself. But again, like I think that you're, you're if, fighting for what is right. And I don't think that you should let this go. Because also, like, this is your boyfriend. But this is someone who, if you potentially marry, you would consider family. Do and you, you
1: would never let that go. In your no. head, you would never let that go. Be like, if he's willing... To just like let that go? Like, what else is he willing to let go? Where else is his fucking shitty moral compass land? Does
0: your boyfriend also not understand the weight of this? Like, why you can't defend his brother? Like, why you feel the way that you do, you know? Or is he like, I know he's a piece of shit, like, but he's like, what is his reasoning for defending his brother? Honestly, there's not a good one. Seems like
1: he's just blocking out completely, like, uh, nothing happened. I didn't see anything. That's fucking crazy.
0: His brother needs to face the consequences of his actions. That is the only way that Ben is going to learn by going to jail. And as a reminder, this episode is sponsored by Daily Harvest. Ah, fall. The season of falling leaves chaotic schedules. And you know what else falls? My motivation to cook. Seriously, who has time for that when life gets crazy? But don't worry, folks. I've got a tasty solution for you. Daily Harvest harvest with daily harvest I could kiss those random fridge items goodbye and say hello to delicious quick and satisfying meals delivered right to my door it's like having a personal chef who knows exactly what I crave they've got a whole smorgasbord of easy to prep options that make meal planning a thing of the past no more struggling to decide what to cook for my next meal it's all there ready to roll They support farmers who are all about improving biodiversity and soil health, plus their packaging is recyclable and compostable, making you feel like an eco-hero without even trying. So why not keep your freezer stocked with the hassle-free, guilt-free meals? Go to dailyharvest.com slash straight and score up to $65 off your first Box. that's dailyharvest.com slash straight for a feast of savings don't miss out on the steal, folks head to dailyharvest.com slash straight and make your taste buds and your wallet happy today cause it's soup season and just a friendly reminder this podcast
1: is sponsored by Babbel Are you tired of those language apps that feel more like playing Candy Crush than actually learning a new language? Well, listen up, because we've got something that's gonna make your language journey as easy as pie. This fall, you could start speaking a new language with Babbel. That's right, Babbel, the real deal for language learning. Say goodbye to shelling out hundreds of dollars for a private tutor who just wants to chat about their weekend. And forget those other language apps that have you matching emojis swiping left and right. With Babbel's quick 10 minute lessons, you'll be speaking a new language faster than you could say bonjour Babbel's lessons are designed by over 150 language experts that's right 150 these folks know their stuff and they're here to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks with Babbel, you'll be ordering that delicious croissant in paris like a pro or haggling for souvenirs in a bustling bazaar in istanbul in no time and guess what we've got a special limited time deal just for our listeners you get a whopping 55% off your Babbel subscription. That's right, 55%. But here's the catch. You gotta go to babbel.com slash straight. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash straight. Dive into the world of languages with Babbel and start speaking fluently today. Remember 55% off at babbel.com slash straight. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash straight. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Next question. I'm trying to figure out how to handle a situation between my brother and my best friend. They dated in high school and some of college, but my bestie broke up with him and he met his now wife shortly after. It's been eight years since my brother and my best friend broke up, but my bestie told me that he's been texting her. She has been mostly ignoring him, but responded one day because she felt like maybe something was wrong. She called me today in distress because he texted her asking if she would meet him in a different city because he is going on a business trip. My friend denied him and blocked him. Up until now, I've been able to give my brother the benefit of the doubt, but now it is clear he has bad intentions." Should I confront my brother? I'm afraid if I say something, it will mess up our family dynamic forever. But I love his wife, and I feel like he is making a huge mistake.
1: Okay. I missed the first part, so he's married. Got it. Yes, he's wow. married.
0: So Wow. Yeah, it's his sister's best friend that he used to date.
1: You're his blood. I don't know what your relationship is, but it's, to me it would seem pretty... Uh, Easy to call him out on that. I was
0: gonna say, generally, I like wouldn't get involved in other people's relationships, but the fact that this is your brother and your best friend, and like obviously you're you're still besties with her, she came to you with this information. Before this gets back to his wife, you could step in and say, "What the fuck are you doing?"
1: So, do you think? So, you would like your first step would be just like talking to him. Yeah, you and you're gonna leave it up to him to talk to his wife
0: yeah or? i wouldn't i wouldn't like go around that's to like his as far wife. as you would take it i'd be like okay i'm gonna give my sibling go to them first and be like uh, what's going on because even if there's trouble in paradise their marriage isn't going well then br- break up with her like separate either way you have a relationship with his wife you have a relationship with your brother and his ex-girlfriend you're in this weird position but i think like it's a it's a Decent position to be in to address this situation. If you're close with your brother, I would 100% say something. Cause also,
1: I feel bad. I want to say like I was, I would tell the wife, but I think as far that's as far as I would go too, is just talking to my brother about it. I'd be like, now the ball's in your court. You need to, you need to fucking telling
0: the wife this early on. I don't think is your place. I don't know if it's your place regardless like you could tell your brother and if he's gonna fuck up his marriage he's gonna fuck up his marriage you know I think you can step in and either way he's still gonna do what he wants to do because if it's not with your bestie his ex-girlfriend it might be with someone else but again you can maybe like shake him up and hold a mirror to him and, and just be like "What are, what's going on
1: I could just see like morally you might think like I did the right thing. I did my part telling him. You know, you know there's a a further step you could take. You know what I'm saying cuz it's like he's literally trying to cheat on his wife.
0: Yeah, but she then would have a track record of being like I spoke to my brother. Like if she has no knowledge that he actually cheated.
1: That's tough. I honestly like I know there's more you could do, but I think that's as far as I'd go too. If I'm being honest, I wouldn't press it any more than telling my brother.
0: I also don't think it will ch- mess up your family dynamic if you. Your brother's messing. Well, yeah. If you just talked to up- him,
1: I'm sure it would fuck up your family dynamic if you told him and then you bypassed him and went to his wife. Yeah, yeah.
0: No. I think your brother's doing a pretty good job at messing up the fi- family dynamic all on his own. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Talk to your brother. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because also, real quick, there might be something that you don't know. Maybe they already are separated. Who knows? And like he's reaching out, you don't know. So you're just going to talk maybe to your brother? Maybe your to best friend's
1: only telling you That's a little mean. bit of it.
0: You're so far. Maybe you're only she getting one is side.
1: hooking up with him, and then maybe they took it too far, and she felt guilty, and now she's telling you something else. We
0: don't need to assume anything. I'm just
1: saying, there's plenty of angles.
0: There's plenty of ways. Next question. To go about this, talk to your brother. Next question. My wife and I have been married for almost a year now, but have been living together for almost 10 years. I recently asked for a divorce because I don't think she's the one anymore and have fallen out of love. I understand I shouldn't have married her, but I thought our relationship would change for the better after marriage, but it didn't. I decided to end before we had kids so they wouldn't suffer in the case of a divorce. I supported her and the house financially 100%. Now she wants half of everything, even though she never contributed a dollar towards anything and the house is solely in my name. Mind you, she's only 30 years old and has a full-time job. I offered to pay for her rent for two years and pay for her school until she graduates. She still wants half of everything plus alimony. Who's being unreasonable? Is
1: alimony for... No, that's not childcare.
0: Alimony is what you pay someone like for an extended your amount of time. quality of life that you yeah, had Yeah, to like keep up with the quality of life.
1: Did you have a prenup? Like, if you didn't have a prenup, then yeah, she gets half of everything. Like, do people pretend like they don't know what's involved when they get married? Do they just think like. Take a fucking... Is there a marriage course to yeah. tell you what's going on? Well, like, I mean,
0: there's like marriage lawyers all the time on TikTok. Like up, don't up. play
1: fucking dumb. I mean, of course. You like- do a prenup or you don't do a prenup. If you didn't do a prenup, then she gets fucking half. That is what marriage is. Don't go into a fucking marriage and a la carte this shit unless you do a fucking prenup. And so you're like, oh, well, I pay for everything. Like, too fucking bad. You didn't do the prenup. Also, like him saying... I didn't have kids because I, I, I didn't want to put them through it. Like you already preemptively were like, this might not work. I don't want to have kids. It just seems like you already kind of.
0: Okay. I want to break this down because the first I don't want red know. flag is that not necessarily red flag, but you, you were together for 10 years, married for one. You got married because you thought your relationship would change after marriage psa to anyone fucking listening having a baby getting married will not change your relationship it will true. if anything bring out the true colors and make it fucking worse so do not think that someone will change because you put a ring on it you signed some papers or you procreated now things just got messier don't you think those Case things are
1: adding you think they'd make it better but if you actually look at those things those are like stressful factors right because you're yes. still going through something so it's like it's not making something easier. No,
0: but people like glorify weddings. They glorify babies and they're like, "Oh my god, so cute. Oh, so beautiful. This is going to be great." But like don't realize that there's a whole laundry list of responsibilities that come with these commitments. It's
1: just like getting a fucking dog.
0: Case in point. Okay, so anyway just though, just like getting
1: a dog before you get fucking married.
0: I think yeah, you're allowed to feel some type of way because of course it could feel frustrating but also we're only getting your side of the story like how do we know what the plan was like she's in school maybe she would have been working and contributing like whatever your agreement was was your agreement and so maybe she wasn't contributing because you had the agreement that she was going to go to school and eventually financially whatever just if if you don't want to pay this get a good lawyer divorce is expensive marriage is a bitch but you shouldn't do it if if I mean, no one gets no one gets married thinking that you're gonna get divorced, but
1: what? It's just like do some of these people are like just going to it blind, like, let's get married. I don't know what that fucking <laughs> what's involved with getting married, but let's just fucking do it and just roll the dice. I just feel like people don't educate themselves on these stages in life that you think are just all. Fucking roses and butterflies.
0: Well, now, now this is a lesson, though, for maybe
1: that's a hard lesson. Him
0: for the next marriage is expensive to get a, lesson. Get a prenup, yeah. Whatever, we wrap that up. I mean, I'm sorry that you're getting a divorce, but regardless of what's fair, I think it, this is just what it is.
1: I'm not. I'm not trying to like be harsh. I sound very harsh on this guy, but it just annoys me that like people don't take the time to like think things through on life of events or whatever. You know I what mean, I'm saying? Like
0: I think marriage is just like or d- divorce in itself is painful and of course like when you feel like you your partner has contributed nothing, but that's also your side. Like did she help her? like I'm sure that there's things that she brought to the marriage that you would have paid someone to do. No,
1: mine's more the surprise part that he's surprised what's going on. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. the amount of TV shows and <laughs> TV movies. Shows, that's
0: where you're learning listen, your marriage.
1: shows, movies, like everything's like divorce or getting to get whatever. Like, you know about it. It's not a surprise. And that's why that question bothers me because she's like, she wants half of everything. Like,
0: no shit. Like, Jeff Bezos gave half.
1: Who <laughs> the fuck is that? John. I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: We know. I don't. Yeah, point. he's the
1: guy with the island.
0: You're fucking with me, right?
1: Yeah, I am.
0: Who is it? I think you could leave. Is it that in. the guy
1: from Amazon? <laughs> Jeff
0: Bezos. At yeah. Amazon? Wow, you got there. Next question. Hi, John. <laughs> Hi. Hi, John and Alex. I would appreciate your perspectives on a family dynamic. I, 32, female, and the youngest of three children. My whole life, I have had the perspective that my oldest sister, 38 female, has main character syndrome and strictly recognizes everyone else as secondary characters to her life. Whatever she is going on trumps what I have going on. This isn't something that I pout about. However, the current situation has me in a compromised position. My sister's life is falling apart while mine is falling together. The sadness that is her life makes me crave distance from her. It's too much and it takes away from celebrating my life. My parents think I should be more supportive of my sister and what she's going through. I don't want to continue being a secondary character in my own family. Give it to me straight. What's your perspective? I
1: feel like that's a very common, uh, well, maybe not adult or not like older sibling, but just like the dynamic of siblings in general. I
0: think everyone has this expectation of being besties with their siblings. right? And when you have an expectation of what a relationship should look like, that's when you're going to be disappointed because when it doesn't hold up to that or it falls short, you know, like I think having a relationship with your partner is different than the expectation that you have of like family members, Right. you know, you get older.
1: I mean, you, you're, you don't, you grow up to, you're like 18 or whatever. You move on, everyone changes and becomes a new person or whatever. I just think the parent part is the most triggering of that question the parents being like you need to be more supportive cuz i'd be like oh i need to be more supportive my whole life i'm sure you've been praising what's her name and i'm just sitting here like whatever you know that would just bother me a little bit like what about where i'm at in my life are you going to tell me how great i'm doing that's me being toxic it's toxic to be like that
0: i mean again i just think that you your sister's life is out of your control. Like you have to protect your own peace, And this is also a season. I think it's also difficult. Like when it's easy to like compare your siblings and be like, who gets more attention? Who's like the main character, like be the main character of your own life. Like, don't let your sister like that's your perspective. But like, I don't know, maybe your sister like doesn't go out of her way to care about what you have going on. But like, then Just focus on yourself, you know, and I think that that's the best that you could do in this situation is focus on you. Just focus on yourself. So
1: that's the better route to take.
0: Yeah, because I just (laughs) I think relationships with families ebb and flow. Right. Like you might not feel this close with your sister right now. I and get why okay. she wants
1: to be distant though. Cause she's like, I'm doing so well. Point, is- she's not, but I don't want to feel like I'm rubbing it in her face.
0: But if you guys aren't that close already, like don't just continue. You, true. You don't have to force
1: a relationship. Like, like you said, you don't have to be best friends. You can see each other whenever like family events.
0: I do not subscribe to the notion like, of like what basically what your parents are saying, where it's your sister. It's blood. I don't give a fuck. I don't get to choose who my shit siblings are. I get to choose the people around me and I'm choosing to set a boundary. So no, like
1: I, I get it.
0: <laughs> my perspective is continue to be the best version of yourself. Focus love on yourself. You. And with that, you could overflow your goodness and your kindness into other people. If your sister comes to you asking for help, like you just have to protect your peace. Like, so
1: take to high road. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But just be the bigger person, you know, and just know as that shitty
1: and as tough as that is.
0: I think that you could be supportive from afar. I don't think that you have to indulge yourself in any like toxicity that she's going through. Well,
1: yeah, You need to be aware of your mental health, too, and like what's important to you. And if it brings you sadness or makes you upset, like I get, you know, it's family and whatnot, but you don't have to make it a priority, you know?
0: I I mean, you don't have to kick your sister while she's down, but like, what is, what kind of support are they looking for? Right. I don't know. I just think that like, people like to use blood as an excuse to accept toxic behavior into their lives. And it's like, no, we're not gonna do that. Well
1: said, I like that.
0: Next question. I've been with my husband for 10 years, married for eight. He has an older brother in another state and a younger sister with developmental disabilities. She, the sister, lives at home with her parents who are now in their 70s. I've brought up to my husband multiple times about what's the plan with her when his parents eventually pass. For context, she is in her late 30s, but emotionally and functionally 13. She can't drive or read and doesn't work. She stays at home with her parents who care for her full time. The medications she takes are very expensive, and when she's dysregulated, she's very hard to deal with. We live 15 minutes from them, and I'm already envisioning having to be responsible when the time comes. While I'll do whatever it takes to care for her, I'm concerned there is no plan for her since the plan has never been mentioned or talked about. Give it to me straight. Will I need to carry this conversation with my in-laws, or do you think it will eventually be talked about?
1: Did it say her diagnosis?
0: It just says developmental disabilities, so no.
1: I was a vocational counselor, and um, this was back before I did OT and whatnot. And basically we would, we'd have clients, wide range of diagnoses from like schizophrenia to autism, to like bipolar. And what would happen is we would find them jobs. So we'd find them jobs, work with them till they can do it on their own. But it was, it was great because it gave them something to do during the day. Some came from their parents' homes, others came from like halfway homes, whatnot, and look, your mental health needs to be priority. That said, like being there for a family member, you, you, if you have to do that, there's so many programs that can help you out there to lighten the load for you. I've seen some horrible halfway homes. I've seen some, I don't even know if they're actually called that or not some, but other places that are actually like good places for them to be with, with people like-minded people and they enjoy themselves. So that finding them like a, a job and all that, there's a lot to do. Just don't think like you're alone on that if there's not a plan right now maybe it's time to talk to the parents about it and try to implement some of these so it's not like all of a sudden
0: well i would bring it up with your with your husband first and ask him what his thoughts True. are because again like for you to just go to his parents i don't think that like you have to be the one to direct that conversation or to have that conversation i think eventually you all would sit down and have a conversation about what the plan is. But I think you having a conversation with your husband, communicating what your expectations are, what his expectations are, and then bringing it to his parents because it is, it's something that will have to be addressed eventually. And the worst case scenario is you don't have that conversation, something happens and then you guys do have this responsibility, which again, you'll, you'll make it work. You'll figure it out. But I think to have a plan is best case scenario so talk to your husband and then you can facilitate that conversation with his parents and just
1: educate yourself for what's out there which will help alleviate any like stress or anxiety that you have that like you're not alone out there and there's plenty of programs to help you
0: and options yeah Next question. I met this absolutely amazing girl. There's no way around it. She was everything I've dreamt of. Beautiful, kind, funny, intelligent, educated, athletic, down to earth, and just super chill. We both work in different apartments at a tech startup. So I know she's driven and independent. She was really clear when we started dating that she doesn't move quickly into relationships and that she likes to get to really know people before she sleeps with them. And I was cool with that. We were friends at first, but about eight or nine weeks into us dating consistently, she invited me to have lunch where she told me that she really felt we had a connection and she felt like she was ready to move to the different level of intimacy, but she wanted me to be aware that she was a carrier of the HSV2 virus, which is herpes. Up to that point, we had only really kissed, so it's not like she exposed me at any point, but at that moment, I don't know what came over me. I got so angry. I'm not usually a guy that disrespects women or raises my voice, but I yelled at her and told her she she wasted my time and was completely manipulative. She responded that she wasn't because this isn't something she discloses to just anyone and she only tells people she could see as long-term partners now it's been four months and i've had a lot of time to think about it and i've done some of my own research about a week ago i contacted her so we could meet up and i could apologize i realized that i really do care about her and i honestly can't stop thinking about her she accepted my apology and told me she will never trust me again and that the way that i responded was in her words cruel and harsh i agree with that but i just wasn't equipped for that information or how to respond to it I also made the mistake of telling a friend slash coworker who I went to for advice when I was frustrated about the situation and that got back to her. She hasn't responded to my texts or calls since we met up. I guess the advice I need is for how to get her back. I feel like I mess this up and I know some people might think I'm crazy for wanting to be with someone with that situation, but it's really not that serious to me now that I know so much more about it. I'm ready to settle down and I feel like she could be the one. Do you think there's any chance?
1: First off, I just like feel so bad. I I feel bad for both of them. I just feel so bad for her though. I mean, that had to be so fucking hard for her to like build up the courage just to say that, because you know, in her head, the minute she probably found out, she's like, "That's it for me. That's it. What am I gonna do?" And like and- the,
0: ma- the like when she felt like she had a connection with you, she trusted you with that information, and you fucking betrayed her. Like you, you I wouldn't shared- go.
1: I wouldn't go as far as betrayed her. Like I don't
0: know. I would.
1: Listen, he's admitting he fucked up, like he should not have reacted the way he did, but man, that's like a big bond to be dropped on someone. What if you've never been in that situation before, like you think you're just going to lunch to have lunch and then that happens? I am not like I'm not saying like what he did was wrong, but like You mean right? Right. Sorry. What he did was right, but like I kinda understand like him like reacting the way he did
0: i understand feeling like blindsided because if you feel like you're not equipped but also like as a single person dating this is something that you can run across like with anyone because again like it's you don't know you don't know and the fact that she felt like she could tell you which is fine like i think that honestly your reaction could have been warranted or forgiven because it, you know, you just didn't know how to react, whatever. I'm assuming he didn't say anything
1: malicious to his, his partner, his friend though. I think he was probably getting information from them. Cause like, I don't give a
0: shit. I don't give a shit. You can, you could go to someone who's not a mutual. This is someone who you both know from work.
1: Does she, oh, they work together.
0: Yes. They work
1: together. And so he knows that. Okay. That's fucked up. I honestly thought this was just like his friend, his confidant. Like, I would probably talk to my best friend about that, but if this is a mutual Let me
0: let me make sure. I also made the mistake of telling a friend/coworker slash who I went to for advice when I was frustrated about the situation and that got back to her. So it got back to her because they all work in the same Ugh. startup. Well, so that's
1: f- that's then he's stupid for me. For me, that. I like
0: I think it could have been salvaged, but I don't know that might be the nail in the coffin. The only way you will know is if you talk to her, but you cannot similar to last week's episode you can't make excuses for your behavior you like if you apologize you can't follow it up with a but you know there's no reason True. There's what's, no what's way done is done again I think that it, if you didn't sh- share this information with someone else I think that it would have been an easier conversation to have this isn't to say that like it, it's over you know there's no hope for you and her to work out I just think it's going to be a little bit harder for her to trust you because you did go and I know. share this information. Like how
1: vulnerable she was. Right. Oh, I, I really feel bad for her. That sucks. That sucks for like opening up to someone and they just like ripped into you like that. I can get over him reacting the way he did. Cause honestly, I don't know how I would react if I was just thrown off. I don't know. But him telling a coworker he's, he's, for doing that. That's and that's not that's not right and that's inconsiderate of her.
0: I think it's the ball is in her court if she right. wants to move forward with a relationship with you to forgive you to I don't know. It's 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 a shitty situation, but I don't think it's completely unforgivable, you know. It just depends on I hate on that what...
1: you end the podcast with like the saddest questions. Couldn't have been like one about the guy
0: um, you could blame your producer. We couldn't.
1: We couldn't <laughs> pick one where like the guys trying to find the grandmother's ashes or something. That was a okay.
0: Um, epic question. I could make one up if you God, want. God,
1: sad. I feel bad for her. Dear
0: John and Alex. Anyways, my husband John doesn't give me the D as much as I.
1: <laughs> all right. That is it for questions. Moving into icks. My ick. I have two for you.
0: Great. I actually
1: don't even remember this one. We woke up 5 a.m. last week, really start our day early, we go to the gym. Oh, no, we didn't. We went to go get gas for the car. On the way back, we're on this windy road. I'm trying to like navigate traffic. Alex has the audacity to tell me she hates the music and for me to change it while she is just sitting there on her cell phone. I'm double handing the wheel just trying to like make sure we stay on the road and she's wanting me to like find a song and change the song on spotify when you could have just picked the phone up like you want me to wreck the car
0: i'm sure i was not just scrolling i'm sure i was answering an email or doing some directions for both of us like you're
1: looking at like dog videos i don't
0: remember so like for you to say this like you're just lying what (laughs) you're just making this up i'm not yeah you are and honestly, John, like, it was a trash song. It was something depressing and sad. Like, I want happy music. And this was like, I got my life in two pieces.
1: How dare <laughs> this you?
0: This is my last resort. Suffocation. Suffocation.
1: Get no breathing. Don't give a fuck if I cut, cut my myself arm. sleeping. Bleeding. <laughs> That's not what it was. I don't know
0: what are. Wow. We're going to get copyright because that was so good.
1: It was awesome. Okay, what's, yours? what's your next? Egg? No, no, I, no, I'll do yours and then go back to mine.
0: My egg is just that, like when we have arguments, it's like the dumbest shit sometimes. But it just like goes too long. It goes too long, and it's like, what are we even fighting about? And then like when we try to like we go, we take a breather, we come back, and we fight, and again.
1: Again, <laughs> we fight again. The breather was but for no point. Every
0: time we come back to try to like talk about it, we always like we can't take each other seriously. Like we're always like. You you suck. suck.
1: And we start laughing. That's no one else in the world does that. There's no no, fucking way. We're
0: not unique. We are. There's no way. Other people, I'm sure, argue like that. seriously
1: mad at each other, and we start laughing. Laughing. That does not happen. Because
0: I'm like, what? Like, do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? You're crazy.
1: crazy. (laughs) I think what it is is like you're so harped on, like your opinion on the matter and so am i and we're not facts okay
0: you're we guys this is what we fought about we fought about taxes for like two hours (laughs) the other day and i'm like john it's it's simple math california's killing us they're they're taking all of our money and i'm like it's math john math is because our friends live in a in a no income state tax whatever (laughs) nevada yeah but florida there's other states that they don't charge income tax and so john's like we need a move and i'm like okay no number one but number two like
1: yeah tell me all the knowledge you have on the
0: federal is, is I,
1: there's no way we're having this conversation right now i will <laughs> lay into you i
0: don't i will lay on top of you <laughs> it's, it's just math john math is hard for you but it's okay <laughs> Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what's annoying. It's just like, oh my God, we're fighting about something that is just like it's stupid. It's we fought for like
1: an hour and we went back and forth three different times Mm -hmm. to just keep arguing. I almost
0: got to the point where I ordered I was gonna speed order a a dry erase board just to do just to do a presentation for you to prove my point.
1: That's that's you. That's why, like, I like to give you hard times to so really motivate you to do more. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I need to be I'm motivated like, in anger.
1: Alex, you're, you need to do a short film. You're being lazy. No, and I then think that you did it.
0: Oh, that's really. You're what welcome. Got me through it. When I win my Oscar, I'm gonna say I was so lazy, and then John and I got in a fight. Thanks, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want to know my other Eck?
0: Not really. Oh, I'm
1: gonna tell you. There's a couple times where. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack and it's when Alex does sudden movements or like, you know, we're in the car driving and, you know, like the oh. passenger seat, she's like,
0: ah!
1: <laughs> and just like,
0: I'm not that type of drive, a passenger. I don't do that in the not car. Normally,
1: but sometimes you do. And it's like, well,
0: it's never like about driving
1: for car lengths no, no, away. No, It's
0: never that or I'll like think of something. I'm like, Oh, oh yes. That's a good
1: idea. I know. I hate that. I, hate I can't it. help it. I am sleeping the other night. I am asleep. Alice goes, and slaps me in the chest, slaps me in the chest. And I go, oh my God, what? What? She goes, that sound we heard earlier was the mouse moving the trap. (laughs) It's like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck? Where is this coming from? You're going to kill me.
0: I didn't know that like I woke up thinking about it and so like no no we were both
1: awake when we heard the trap no
0: we were awake and I was like what's that but then I went to sleep and then I had a dream about it and then I was like that's what it was it was the mouse just so you know it wasn't a light like hand
1: motion (laughs) you literally bitch slapped me in the chest
0: your ick isn't with me it's with the mouse
1: my ick is stop with the sudden movements Chill out. I
0: can't help it that like when things come to mind, it's just a knee jerk reaction. Like I don't choose to have the reaction that you're I just, do. You're
1: kind of extra.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm extra.
1: <laughs> me? All right, I'm going to read a review.
0: Wait, read. There was one the other day. Did you oh, you know what? I, I, I took a screenshot. Yeah, it was yeah. good. I mean, they're all good guys. They're all
1: good, but this one was so, really thanks. nice. Hashtag couple goals, five stars. Meg one two zero six. Wow.
0: All right. <sighs> Are you out of breath? <laughs>
1: I would give more stars if I could. Alex, your laugh is contagious and your wit is incomparable.
0: Oh, thanks. I wish
1: I had you as a friend. LOL.
0: We can be friends.
1: Are you going to let me read this? Yeah. You
0: You literally interrupt my questions all the time. John,
1: I love how unapologetically honest and real you are. Together, you guys make the perfect pair. I find myself absolutely addicted and lost in your podcast. Thank you for being real, raw, and showing the true nature of a healthy relationship. I love your banter back and forth. It reminds me of me and my husband. Thank you for not putting on this perfect relationship facade that we see with so many influencer couples. You guys are the true definition of hashtag couple goals. You give amazing advice. You don't sugarcoat and you are hilarious while doing it. Good luck with your short film. I can't wait to see Alex win her Oscar one day before yeah. John. If you know, you know, LOL.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Meg. And it's true. We all fight about taxes or something, you know, if it's not taxes. It's, your mom.
1: Your mom.
0: <laughs> Remember when your mom jokes oh, were a thing? I'm
1: telling my mom you Not said that. Not your
0: mom. Like I could be saying my mom.
1: Anyways, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. A like, subscribe, email, email, comment. You
0: can reach us at hello at giveittoemestraightpodcast dot com, and we are everywhere on the interwebs at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. And we will see you next week.
1: Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs>